Hey, this is Jordan Metterick. And if you want to learn the six and seven figure science to success, significantly increase your revenue and learn how to successfully build professional relationships, you should be listening to the Sell Without Selling podcast with my good friend, Stacey O'Byrne. If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. Today, I'm speaking with a new friend of mine, Jordan Metterick, also known as Jordo. The founder of one of the fastest growing marketing platforms online, Drop Funnels. Garnering attention from top entrepreneurs and marketers online, Drop Funnels is the world's first only tech free platform to easily build your entire website, blog, sales funnel, SEO powered blog, courses, and more, built on the world's most powerful and fast infrastructure, WordPress. Jordo Jordan is passionate about innovative and disruptive advertising tools and strategies, building company cultures, and investing and innovating on the future of marketing. He's also an award-winning filmmaker with his content seen on Netflix, Amazon Prime, NBC, CBS, ABC, and many more. When Jordo isn't busy changing the landscape of online marketing, he enjoys spending time with his wife and sons and fishing the beautiful lakes in Wisconsin. I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. I am so excited for you to hear today's conversation with Jordo. And really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business, in your success, or you just want more, and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income, and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a personal phone call with me to see if we're a great fit for each other. Okay, let's do this. Jordo, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, I am so blessed you're here. I know what your schedule's like, and I'm really excited to get into disrupting online marketing and drop funnels and everything like that. And first, I really think our listeners deserve to really get to know you and your journey. So what led you to today as an entrepreneur and a business owner? Boy, I think uh, every entrepreneur probably has a very similar journey with very minor uh, juxtapositions between you know, variances throughout the journey. But, you know, I, I grew up with the, in a family of seven, my dad was a pastor, my dad's, uh, my mom's a teacher and five kids. And so I always like to say that the silver spoon that we ate from came from goodwill. So very humble beginnings, um, and very a value and ethics driven culture growing up. And what that did is it really led me towards the desire to want to change the world in a, in a positive way. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs feel that way that they want to build something great. So I really have what I, what I call my 21 jobs. I was a traveling magician. I was a ShamWow salesman. I had a paper route. I had, uh, you know, I was a speaker. I did theater shows. I did all these various different things. And I think every step in the journey leads you to where you are now. And so really what led me to where we're at now in terms of uh, building drop funnels and helping entrepreneurs to, to scale specifically online is, you know, I found that there's a big gap in the market, which is always where inspiration begins. Yeah. And, you know, I was using, I was building WordPress sites, you know, WordPress powers 34% of the internet's very powerful. And so you can get ranked and get organic traffic. 
and but there's a lot of technicalities to it. It takes a lot of plugins and themes and and hosting. And if you update one thing, it all falls apart, and you can never make it look or feel like you really want it to. So every time I'd launch a new business or project, it would take one to three months to get something up and running, mm-hmm. right? And then sales funnel builders came out. There's a million of them out there. Yeah, that you can kind of add on top. Then you'd add pipeline tools, and then you'd add this on top. And it was a lot of duct tape. And I was spending about 1500 bucks a month just on software tools um, at, at a bit of its, uh, a bit of its peak. And I realized, man, there's gotta be a method to get all of that, that the strength of the technology of WordPress so that you can get organic leads and sales and get ranked and get free organic traffic, which is beautiful. And everyone wants that, but also the sales psychology of sales funnels and being able to build things with no code, no tech or any of those things. So I, I put together a team of developers and we started to iterate on this. I had sold, I actually pre-sold, we're talking about sales here. I pre-sold about the first hundred buyers before the product even existed. That's always my, I always like to pre-sell before you build it validates your offer. Yep. So I went out and got my first hundred members. We validated it to a kind of a beta group of users and we've been growing ever, ever since then. Wow. How long has Drop Funnels been in existence? We just hit our third year. So Congratulations. We, we're out of our awkward soft, uh, sophomore phase. <laughs> as, as we're, and we're juniors in high school now. <laughs> right. So I, I'm not sure the listeners caught it. So I want to rewind a little bit. You said every business I've ever built. So, so do you still own other businesses or is Drop Funnels at this point your main focus? Yeah. Drop Funnels for sure is my main focus, but I I tend to have a, I think as all entrepreneurs do, kind of a hankering to build cool new things. So I do have my hands in a couple, um, call them side pots, things that are just fun, or maybe it's a project, or maybe it's kind of a more of a philanthropic Mm -hmm. desire or something to give give back or whatever. But it's really the whole thing is how do you bring your idea to life and communicate the value of what it is that you're doing? The best way to do it, period, is online. You have to be online. And we just learned through COVID that if you're not online, you're going to sink and probably die, right? You're probably going to fall apart. So it's really the saving grace to communicate and connect with people um, without having to be physically present. Yeah. So that's a big part of it. You know, I was, I was really excited when Travis connected us because so many people get marketing and sales and sales and marketing confused because they combine them. And, and reality is they're very separate, very segregated. However, one needs the other to, to survive and thrive. And before we go down that rabbit hole, I kind of want to back up a, a, a tad and really talk about your journey as an entrepreneur, right? Because so many people see the successes, hear the successes Mm. and, and they lack really hearing what the struggle was like. I mean, Mm. 97% of small business owners and entrepreneurs fail after the first year. It's that 3% that make it, that make it to that five-year mark. They always say, once you make it to the five-year mark, you've made it. Well, once you you make it to the five-year mark, you've just encountered a new journey, right? Whether or not you make it or not dictates on what's between your ears, what's in your heart and what you're committed in, your strategy, your focus and your vision. Because reality is, if you don't adapt and adjust to times, you're going to sink, as you Mm. said, right? COVID taught us we need an online presence. Well, there were so many people that chose to avoid pivoting. So let's back up and really look at that journey? Have all your ventures been thriving successes or mm. have some of them, have some of them been uh, really valuable lessons? <laughs> I'm real. I'm so glad you asked the question because I'm really passionate about this topic and I'm very transparent, especially on, on Facebook where I post a lot of lessons that I've learned through, through the process. But uh, I, I often say that I fail more often and have failed more times than most people who call themselves entrepreneurs entrepreneurship is a failure game. It's, yeah. it's the risk that we embrace by foregoing a guaranteed low salary. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Guaranteed low salary. You can't uh, working for another company. There's nothing wrong with working for another company, but 
you are destined to not fail. You, unless you get fired, that's the ultimate, I guess, failure, mm -hmm. but there's no micro, there's not a lot of micro decisions you're making as an, as an employee. You're not really in control of anything. And really, if you take a week off, you know, the business is going to go on without you. There's lots of other things happening, but yeah. I think as an entrepreneur, you embrace those risks. So yeah, I mean, I, I would say I've been very fortunate to have some good successes. I really started in the internet marketing game as a high ticket affiliate marketer. And I worked with a group of people. I think affiliate marketing is, is still very powerful where you can promote yeah. other people's offers. I'm, I'm excited about that for people, especially if they're just getting started. Affiliate marketing can be a great place to start mm -hmm. um, just to learn the functions of how do I drive traffic, right? You mentioned the difference between marketing and sales. I, I really think that there's kind of three primary components. There's the the traffic side, there's the funnel, and then there's the conversion side. And so mm -hmm. those three individual steps, you, you learn that through, through those processes. And so I joined in with a couple other much smarter than me entrepreneurs who are doing that. And I, I was actually just running a video production business at the time. And I can remember I was actually doing video contests. I would go online and you could apply for a contest to make a commercial for Nike or 3M or Verizon. Yeah. Some of those you win and you get put on the Super Bowl, right? Like that, that's actually, <laughs> it's a real niche. Um, and someone discovered my content and they said, Hey, we just need someone on online. I was making maybe two or three grand a month. I was living in low income uh, government subsidized housing in Branson, Missouri, while I was going to college and you know, this little three bedroom apartment. And I still remember it to this day. And then they signed me on for about an $8,000 per month contract. And it was the first client that I saw where it was like, holy cow, there's a different, there's a whole world out there outside of the realm of my understanding exactly. and it exists really on the internet. And so from there getting multiple clients in that way and realizing what's possible. And then, you know, obviously starting a family and, and reorganizing priorities and whatnot, you, you know, businesses will come and go, but I think uh, generally like your entrepreneurial spirit is what's going to carry you through every endeavor. Mm -hmm. I had a, I, we did high ticket affiliate marketing. We did some stuff in kind of the, the direct sales space. We've done courses, we've done high ticket consulting. We've done a couple of different, and, and I, I tend to think about them as projects versus businesses, mm -hmm. um, you know, in that, in that way. And so sometimes when a project goes down or you decide to shut it off for whatever reason, either mental or emotional or financial stress or what, whatever those things are, when you start to think about any failure, just being like, Hey, that was a failure of a project. It wasn't a failure of me. There's right. so much, there's so much more involved in business far outside your control. There's market conditions, there's economic conditions, there's political issues that can all affect, you can get one really bad complaint online that can just sink your reputation horribly. Right. You know, there's, there's enough stacked against you in that way that we don't need to beat ourselves up any further by calling a failure like a nail in a coffin, because it's not. Mm. It's just like, I learned a lesson for this yeah. one tiny thing and I get to carry that lesson into subsequent projects, businesses, et cetera. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of common learnings that I have found that successful people carry forward, you know, and it's focusing on gratitude, staying present, taking care of self, focusing on personal and professional development, having coaches, and the relationship with failure, knowing that it's nothing more than feedback, it's an opportunity to learn. The only time we ever really fail is when we stop. It's that whole failure thing that that typically triggers the itty bitty shitty committee in the brain <laughs> and, then, and then has people put on the brakes and then it triggers their self-doubt, their self-worth, and then they yeah. shut down, right? Yeah. So so let's dive into the meat of this because marketing is is so essential. Marketing drives sales and sales drives marketing, right? So let's, let's talk about this online world that is Greek to people. Yeah, so there's obviously a lot to cover here, but I, I want to simplify this as much as possible. Awesome. And, and really what I love this phrase, it always comes back to me and I have it tattooed on my forehead, <laughs> is, this kind of, is from Dan Kennedy and he says, it's the offer, stupid. Any problem you have, every failure that you have, every issue that comes across, it's always the offer. If you're not converting well, if you're not selling well, 
you're having a better offer gives you a better business, gives you a better life. Everything wins downstream from the offer. So what I kind of like to break things down is in terms of tier one, tier two, and tier three offers. Um, and, you know, there's benchmarks of like, hey, you're trying to get to your first 10K month. I'm happy to dive into that. The 30K months, 100K months, million dollar months, and more. Um, and there's benchmarks and things you should be focusing in that time and things you shouldn't be doing during that time. But as it relates directly to offers, and I'm really passionate about developing offers because it's the biggest mover you can possibly possibly have. It makes your ads better, makes your funnels better, makes your conversations and the people that you're eliminating from your sales process and adding in, it brings in the higher quality people. So your offer really is an, an identity of you. It is a representation of you and how your offer can be better than, than anywhere else in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. So really what I like to explain this as is, is the three tiers of offers. So tier one, let's say that you're just starting out, you're wanting to get a business up and running. This is a, a direct to consumer offer. Now, mm -hmm. typically this would be a low or mid ticket offer by low ticket. I mean, under a hundred bucks, mid ticket is, is usually a hundred to about 500 bucks. Mm -hmm. so that would be a product or offering that helps a direct to consumer to achieve a specific thing. Examples of this would be, um, you know, like a course on how to lose weight or uh, even direct kind of fitness consulting or coaching, um, supplements, uh, t-shirts. These are all examples of sub $500 offers mm -hmm. that, that are really powerful to go direct to consumer to sell. And that's the best way for people to start. It's why affiliate marketing is very powerful as well. You learn what is required to, to get someone excited to buy a particular product. So a tier one offers direct to consumer. And the whole goal there really, in my opinion, is to get to a consistent 10 K to about 30 K per month, right around that level. Mm -hmm. um, some people go way beyond that and they make it very scalable. Look at Walmart. They don't sell almost anything in their stores over 500 bucks. So, right. Mm -hmm. That's an economy of scale where they're still going direct to consumer. They very much have a tier one offer still. So they're very, they can be very scalable. You're talking about lots of sales to lots of people. Okay. So the best way to validate an offer is tier one, direct to consumer. Tier two is business to business. The point there is typically you'll help other people who are going directly to the consumer to see better results. Mm -hmm. So an example of that is instead of me giving you direct fitness coaching, for example, I might help fitness coaches to get more clients, mm -hmm. right? Or I might create a payment process, a payment processing system for Walmart to use to go direct to consumer. Mm -hmm. So you're empowering business through tier two. And typically this can carry you from 30K to 100K revenue months and more. You know, even, um, you know, I'd say Visa and MasterCard are great examples of this. It's still an economy of scale, but it's a tier two offer. Most consumers do not need a credit card processing solution, generally it's entrepreneurs, right? So right. consumers use the credit card to buy, but they're really servicing the business. They're not serving consumers. So it's, right. it's very specifically a tier two offer. Tier three tends to be when you can build the, the picks and shovels, you can build the tools that tier two people use to serve tier one offers. So I know it can feel a little complex, but this is where you can build a platform, for example. So uh, Amazon.com is a perfect example of tier three, yeah. which is, you know, goes into the million dollar a month to 10 million to a hundred million dollar a month type of brands mm -hmm. where they are empowering businesses to grow. Cause remember while Amazon is very much a logistics company, they're a, a product company and they, they're, they are going direct to cons consumer. There's a middleman that most people are not aware of. And that is the individual sellers on the Amazon platform. Right. Amazon is not super focused on building their own proprietary products. Mm -hmm. They allow sellers to sell on Amazon. So, mm -hmm. but it's a platform that automates a lot of that process. So in that particular case, you can see kind of the trajectory where if you're just starting out, the best thing to do is to go direct to consumer, build an offer that can help you to get to about 30 K months. Some often it can go beyond, but you'll, typically move on to a tier two offer after that to go direct to business and then building the picks and shovels. And, and what you'll see a lot of entrepreneurs do is they'll go through that process. Sometimes it takes a couple months, sometimes it takes decades. Right. But when you do that, you've now got the ability to own a stream, 
know where the gold is and sell people the picks and shovels for them to go dig for their own gold. So you, you get the full chasm, the full experience. I love that, you know, and, and everything you are saying requires them to have a vision and create a plan. So many wake up one day and go, I'm tired of working for the man. I'm going to start my own business. And then all they do is they create a glorified job for themselves. They have no plan, no strategy. And then they go to market and they fail to realize that marketing is nothing more than them vomiting all over people. Mm -hmm. Um, So to have this type of tiered level approach and And I want to rewind for a second because you said probably one of the most valuable nuggets in our first few minutes together. And that was you had pre-sold to see if there was ever any value in your concept. You know, I tell I tell my clients all the time. You know, I, I, I have a couple of businesses. Uh, one of them is my training company. The other is my coaching business. And both of them are seven-figure businesses. I tell people all the time, why would you ever take the time, the effort, the money, the energy, your bandwidth to build something you don't even know if you have a market for? Mm. Pre-sell it. The market's going to tell you if it's a good idea or not, if your message is strong, if you're if your value proposition has a need, want, and desire for it. And if you get to no pre-sales, then you're getting massive feedback. And reality is that pre-selling concept gives you the opportunity to pay to create the solution, right? So back to marketing, because this digital world is an anomaly and people have this this preconceived perception that if I just start spraying all over the place and throwing money at ads or, or building my, I'll say in air quotes, SEO, because I really don't think a lot of people really know what SEO is, right? And um, if, I, if I go on Wix and build my own website, right, then if I build it, they will come. So, you know, from what I understand from drop funnels, you're, you're a, a one-stop shop, right? How, how does being this one-stop shop, do they keep their domain? Yes. Yeah. So there's, you know, drop funnels is very much a a marketing platform, right? The goal, um, I like to, as you mentioned, separating marketing and sales, I like to separate marketing and follow-up. So some people you might have maybe like active campaign or a Weber or MailChimp or those types of things that you can just plug in to do what you need to. But yeah, I mean, there's, we're really good and we focus in on what we do really well, which is that marketing angle, helping people to win on the marketing side. And there's a lot of things that we don't do because we don't want to compete in those red oceans. So we're, we're never probably going to be like a mass email autoresponder. You can still text and email within the platform. We have pipelines. You can chat with leads and customers, but it's a much more conversational closing approach than it is like mass mailing everybody all at once. The goal is really because I see this new wave of marketing coming as a very uh, relational based approach where um, people are more skeptical than ever. They're also more knowledgeable than ever, and they have more information than they've ever had in the past. So it's going to be even more competitive. And the biggest difference maker in anyone here who's selling anything, period, is going to be the relationships that are formed. And it, it's kind of ethereal and a little bit high level, but I'm, I, there are a lot of tactical things you can do to focus on building the relationship with people. And that always comes through one-to-one connection, right? Mm-hmm. So all of Drop Funnels, you can text people back and forth, which I think is the last great frontier for us to get directly into people's phones and right. skip all the spam boxes and, and all the people don't pick up calls anymore, even. Right. So SMS texting directly with people, getting on phone calls to help serve them and to close them into your deals. I think it's very much a one-to-one approach that's going to really separate the winners from the losers in probably the next five years. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think so many people fail to really look at doing business metaphorically as building relationships and getting married, 
you know, reality is you would never meet someone, marry them and have their baby all on the same day. And, mm -hmm. and that's what a lot of people go to business with that philosophy. You know what I posted on social media? Why aren't people doing business with me? I sent out an email, nobody bought. You know, I ran an ad, nobody bought. And this is really a, a nurture process. When, when you say the word funnel, that in my opinion means that you have a clear strategy on your prospective client, your avatar and their pain points, their needs, wants, and desires, and how you solve them. And then this funnel becomes how you engage with them, how they engage with you, right? Yeah, yep. And it's, it's a great point because I'm going to be really controversial probably in saying it and even a bit self-defeating is that, you know, I have every incentive to help people to create successful funnels and to be using these incredible tools that amplify an offer. But straight up, if you don't have an offer yet and you haven't actually sold it to anyone, you don't need a funnel. You Correct. don't need a website. You don't need a big Shopify store. You don't need any of those things. And it's focusing on amplifiers instead of actually just getting good at conversion. Mm -hmm. So I'd, generally speaking, if you're under, say, five grand a month in overall sales in your product, you don't need paid ads. You don't need massive marketing funnels. You just don't. You don't need those things. You need to be focusing on how do I remove someone's pain from their life or mm -hmm. do something for them that, that they don't want to do anymore. And these are, these, these are all, all around us. Like, you know, for me, I just bought into this and I'll mention their name because I, I actually really like them, but I'm not associated with them. It's called Factor. And these factor meals get delivered directly to my house yep. and I don't have to shop for my own lunch food or prep it or do anything. And actually the food is really, really good. Yeah. Unless it comes at a premium, maybe 10 or 12 bucks a meal or whatever. But literally I'm solving one of the biggest problems in my life is not having the time to go prep, you know, prep my own meals and do those things. So these opportunities are everywhere. Yeah. And if, I, I think pretty deeply that the only thing you really need to focus on is what pains exist in any specific market? Because you could go, frankly, anywhere. I think people are always buying their way out of pain, even if they're buying a car or they're getting married to someone who's more beautiful or, yeah. or mail order bride or whatever, right? It's like they're always buying, uh, they, like some people say they're buying a status. No, I'm saying that they're buying their way out of feeling like they're, they don't get what they deserve, right? Yeah. So yeah. focus on solving a pain, do it and perfect it to the point where nearly a hundred percent of people can get results by when they use it as prescribed or how it's intended to be, mm -hmm. then go and amplify that. And you're going to find way less resistance. Your ad spend is going to go farther. Your funnel is going to make way more sense. But again, we don't need to be working on amplifiers before the offer is validated. And, and Absolutely. You know, we, we have a very similar platform that we preach on. And I tell people all the time, people don't care about your product, service, or solution. The only thing they care about is their problem, their pain. And if you learn your avatar, your prospective client well enough to know what their pain is and how it impacts them to the point where you can describe it. So they sit back and go, you get me then they know that you know the problem so much, you've got to know how to solve it. And, you know, you can tell people all the time about your solution. They're not going to believe you because they don't care. So if you can solve their problem to the point where they believe it because they know you understand the problem, then you have a customer for life, period. That's right. Yeah. It's just, as you mentioned, it's like getting married. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And people, I think another great note on this is this, because even when you're building funnels or websites or any of that, if you seek first to understand, then to be understood, that key modality of understanding them better than they can even explain it themselves, yeah. you're going to be able to laser focus down yeah. your product into what is required. And this could be anything from a $10 gadget or, gadget or, or whatever, gizmo. Yeah. All the way up to a hundred thousand dollar consulting package. Both of them are solving a, a pain. They're addressing a pain somebody has. And if you can solve it better or even explain it, the problem better than they can, they mm -hmm. are going to feel understood. Mm -hmm. You know, 
the, the whole pretense of sell without selling is, is the pursuit of success, you know, because reality is it all starts with mindset and then it leads to skill set. And reality is this is what's between your ears has to be so tight that it doesn't matter how hard the ground rocks, you will always be able to ebb and flow and adapt and adjust to stay vertical. And then your skill set, you get to, you got to be an expert in what it is you're doing in order to be able to serve the market you're pursuing. And then it all gets surrounded by marketing. So I really want to dive into drop funnel. Okay, because so many people lack in the marketing arena. So they get to take care of their mindset. They get to ensure that they're the best of the best. This this marketing piece, this anomaly that so many struggle with. How does drop funnels help someone? Are you... Are you in an environment to where you need someone at a certain level, or do you have multiple different solutions? It doesn't matter where someone is is in their journey. Yeah, great question. I would say generally, if someone is 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 doesn't have a business yet, drop mm-hmm. funnels isn't for you yet. In the same way that drop funnels is an amplifier. Mm-hmm. If you want more clients, we could help you to get more clients. If you want more sales of your course or digital products or any of that, we could help you to sell more of that course. We, we can't solve the problem of coming up with a business idea for you. So generally it's for people who have a business. And what I mean by a business is a, something that is making money. Mm-hmm. It's currently selling things. It's a perfect fit, but the big key distinction and, and people might be wondering, isn't this similar to other uh, platforms? Yes. We know that it's a very competitive landscape. There's a million platforms out there that you can choose from, but that's the very essence of the problem is you're, you're going to end up searching around for like, which tool has the better features and which one has like this tiny thing here and this thing here. Then you end up getting all these things and duct taping them together and and ends up leading leading to pretty massive technical paralysis where you're not able to manage all these platforms. It's going to take a full-time person just to manage your platforms, right? Mm -hmm. So our goal is to say, especially for businesses under $100,000 a month, specifically Mm -hmm. under $100,000 a month, because once you get to that skill, you're, you're probably going to have huge sales teams. You might need some other tools to add on top. But for people under 100K per month, you only, I would even venture to say, you only get one, maybe two platforms to use. And if you eliminate everything else that you're doing, you're going to have far more focus, less stress, fewer headaches, and you're going to be dedicated to saying, I'm going to put together in, in one focused place without all these recurring subscriptions and everything else that goes into having lots of uh, softwares. We're always searching for lifetime deals that can do these magical things that are going to save your business, right? The, the, if I were to force you into using one or two products or softwares, what would you use, right? And so Drop Funnels is intended to be really the one-stop place for people who are growing a business online to sell anything that you want to sell. Um, and, and again, I think for, for most entrepreneurs from an ethical perspective, um, you know, we have a very deep and high investment into customer support. We go live in our Facebook group every week, teaching marketing strategies, our ticketing, uh, people can support, su- submit tickets to get ticketing support from our tech team. And we just go way above and beyond what anyone else does. So if people are looking for support, that's really our, our biggest claim to fame um, and consistently getting incredibly high remarks you know, based on how well people feel supported in our, in our ecosystem. So no, we don't give away millionaire awards. We need to make millionaire <laughs> dollars. We don't give away watches. We don't give away Lambos. We right. don't manipulate your emotions into making you stick around. We right. say, look, what is it that you want to sell? We're going to support you to sell that more, mm-hmm. help you through your journey, help uplevel your standards to ensure that you're challenged every step of the journey you know, within that, within a specific range mm-hmm. and help you to get to the next level, which whatever that is. So really people can come in and jump into the software and build their own stuff. That's what about 90% of people like to do is mm-hmm. come in. In fact, we've got a free trial so people can check it out make sure it's the right fit for them. And 
dive in and start building away, really dedicate to saying, I only need one tool because frankly, I mean, I use drop funnels to sell drop funnels and, you know, we're a multiple seven figure business and I, that's the tool I use. I, I, I literally use the tools that we have to sell Mm -hmm. our product. Mm -hmm. Um, So in that way, I'd say, focus on building in one infrastructure. You're not going to have everything all scattered all over the map. It's going to overwhelm you. And instead focus on making offers to the audience or to your market, because that's where the biggest moves happen. Yeah. I should mention 90% of people, I should finish that thought. 90% 90% of people come in and they want to do it on their own. The other 10% is that we've got incredible funnel designers. We have certified drop funnels experts who can build websites, sales funnels, consult you on marketing or tech or sales or any of those things as well. So some people want it done for them, but most people are like, I'm going to dive in and I'm going to make this uh, marketing effort really work. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So, so Jordo, I, I, I want to hit a really sensitive to- topic and, you know, most business owners rarely invest in marketing, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's they, they use the excuse, I can't afford it. And reality is we, in business, we should run business by budgets and a percentage should be allocated to payroll. A percentage should be allocated to marketing. Let's get real with what's going on in the economy right now. You know, things are costing people double or triple. You know, I, I, I have a mother who is retired on a fixed income and, you know, her favorite meals that used to cost her X amount are now triple. And the, the entrepreneur out there that's, that's raising a family and, and gas is where gas is right now. One of the first things to go when times are good is marketing. People are like, oh, it's falling in my lap. Why do I need to invest in marketing? First thing to go when times are bad is marketing. You know, oh, I can't afford it. So they pull back. Being an expert in the realm of marketing, what's your advice to someone today? Yeah, such a great topic. And I love, I love, as we mentioned uh, before we hit record, I love, I love controversial and sensitive topics. Cause I think this is like where we truly grow It's yeah. not in all the hype and surface level stuff. It's like getting in deep, look straight up. No one on the planet, no entrepreneur likes to spend money and lose it. No <laughs> one likes that. No one wants to put a dollar into Facebook or TikTok ads and see it disappear. Right. Um, I think that our our frame and belief around budgeting for marketing is more of a reflection on our own ability to look at ourselves and what we're able to do, our own skill set, than it is just budgets. Yeah. So let, let me say that even more simply. If someone is afraid to market, it's not that they're afraid to put the dollar in, it's that they're afraid about their own skill set of marketing their business. Because if I had high belief, that I could put a dollar in and get $2 back out. I would do that all day. As I always joke, go sell your dog and go put more money into ads, right? <laughs> but it's it's not, it's like this very self-limiting belief that if I put money in, it might just disappear. And that is possible when you do a very generic branding, what Seth Godin would would uh, would would call, there's, there's two different styles of marketing. There's branding and there's direct response. Mm-hmm. So there's measurable and immeasurable marketing results. So if you're buying billboards, you have no idea what that's going to bring back to unless someone tells you, Hey, I saw your billboard and that's why I'm giving you money. Well, that's not very measurable. We don't know. We we're we're actually being billed based on the traffic of the street, not by the efficacy of that particular advertisement. Right. Um, The other side is direct response, which is what I always suggest to nine out of 10 people is to have something that's measurable. I can put a dollar in and I can see over my lifespan, right? Uh, insurance providers will probably have a 30-day sales cycle. A supplement will have a one-day sales cycle. They're going to click the link and buy it. There, mm-hmm. uh, someone buying or selling a house, so realtors, they're going to have a 90, sometimes multiple year sales cycle, right? Yeah. So within that, I can know, here's how much I put in and here's what I got out at the end of that sales cycle. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone should define that for sure. And then what I'd recommend to people is to start to separate your personal emotions from your business economics. Mm-hmm. When you are putting a dollar into advertising or to marketing or whatever you're voting with your dollars, you're not pulling food off the kids, off the kids table, 
right? That, that's not what that's doing. You have an unhealthy correlation in your finances in the same way that if I eat a burger from McDonald's, I have to go run a mile to burn it off. That's not a direct correlation. It's unfair. It's unhealthy. It's correct. It doesn't make any sense. And that's, right. not, that's not how health works. Mm-hmm. Also, when I go spend a dollar on ads or drop funnels or whatever platform I'm looking to build my business on or whatever, you're, it's not stealing from your kids' mouths. What it's, it's, there's a complete, if you separate the two, you're going to be a lot healthier and realize that, look, even look at the rock, go, go look at his Instagram. You're going to see he's got a cheat day and he eats these huge carbo sugar loaded cheat meals. And yeah. if he's like, Oh, I got to go burn this off today. You'd be like, it completely beat him up. No. What is the average over time? So say you're making 10 grand a month in your business in general, you should earmark between a thousand and $2,000 a month to invest in marketing. Nice. Period. It's yep. right off the top, just like taxes. In fact, I think you should pay your marketing before you pay Uncle Sam. Yeah. In fact, it's a write-off. So it's going to help you go get your credit card points out of the whole thing. Like go win with the game of, of marketing. And um, if you're making 100000 a month, then 20, maybe 30K per month should be going directly back into, into advertising and marketing. And when you separate this concept of like putting money in and I have to get this money back right now. It's, just, it's that same dichotomy of the, the health struggle um, or the same way that like, hey, if I buy my wife flowers, is she happy for life? Mm-hmm. No, that's stupid. That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. It's an unhealthy right. relationship. No, it's the love and affection that I pour over time that gives us both health and a positive relationship. It gets us the end outcome we're both looking for. Mm-hmm. So I'd say straight off the top, when you make money, uh, you know, adjust your finances, however you see fit for you, but I'd say straight up minimum of 10% of your revenue Mm -hmm. that's coming in in a month, bare, absolute bare minimum needs to go back out to help to grow. So that next month you have a better month and next year you have a better year because what you're doing now is not necessarily only affecting you now it's affecting you over the lifespan of your business. Absolutely. You know, the algorithm I use is 10 to 15%, and I usually sit at about 13%. And I I love that advice. So I, I'd like to back up a hair. And, um, you know, you brought up Red Ocean. And the pandemic really took what a lot of areas were blue oceans and just made so much noise anywhere digitally, right? So people are swimming in red oceans and they know it or they don't. And they realize or not that there's so much noise out there, they're either being heard or not, or seen or found or not. So what's your advice for the entrepreneur, the business owner, that has a product service and solution, has a business and hasn't really achieved value in marketing yet because they're swimming in this red ocean. Mm, yeah, I think it's it, it's so individual to each person. It's tough That's to make fair. it universal, but, but I think um, there's a, the biggest distinction I think to draw is, are you an entrepreneur or are you a business owner? Cause they're very different things. Agreed. An entrepreneur and one is not better than the other straight up. And one does, does not necessarily need to be wealthier than the other. It's not, mm-hmm. I would even venture to say that before Jeff Bezos launched, you know, uh, blue origin and all these other companies, mm-hmm. he was a business owner. He owned amazon.com. That's not necessarily the definition of entrepreneurship in my view. I think it's like, they're two different things, right? Correct. Also, Jeff Bezos is not going to be running his own Facebook ads, (laughs) right? Uh, I'm not running my own Facebook ads. Exactly. I think regardless, if you're an entrepreneur, you definitely should not be running your own ads. You should be out there working on revenue focusing Mm -hmm. on sales, focusing on growth, and then hiring people who that is their business Mm -hmm. to help bring in more revenue and drive that. And you're leading them through that. Um, As a business owner, it's a decision, you know, whether you're doing organic or paid strategies, 
whether it's worth your time to do so, because there's really inexpensive people who can help you. Mm -hmm. um, but let's say that maybe there's absolutely no budget for an, an agency or someone to come and help you in, in with your marketing. Just set up a couple strategies that are going to work. You know, one of a couple of great strategies is number one, you could be reaching out to other people who have an email list and do what's called a, a solo ad blast or do a big broadcast and pay someone 200 bucks to send an email to their list, pointing them directly to your offer. You're going to get virtually guaranteed more than $200 back yep. and they don't know how to monetize their email list anyway. So they're going to be happy with it mm -hmm. and you're going to get new traffic. You can do an Instagram shout out. For example, you can, I think shout cart is one of the sites that are one of the top. Um, and you can find an influencer who has hundreds of thousands or millions of followers yeah. and they'll give you a shout out for X amount of time to drive traffic directly to your site for a hundred, 300, 500 bucks, maybe. Yeah. Right. So we're not talking about spending a hundred thousand dollars a month on ads here. We're talking about a really minimal budget that each week, you know, say that your ad budget is a thousand bucks. Your marketing budget is a thousand bucks a month. Okay, great. Well, then I know I can spend about 250 bucks a week to go try something out, go push something. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be just Facebook ads, which tends to be the de facto. Like what are some other ways you could do a direct mail campaign to your direct area if you're a local business um, through directly through the post office and get a physical piece of mail, a piece of paper sent to every house in your area. Yeah. Um, Instagram is powerful. Uh, you could shoot uh, some YouTube videos and keep it really, it doesn't have to be fancy or sexy. It's just talking to the market about what it is, the problems that they have. And even building a YouTube following, TikTok is exploding. There's no shortage of opportunities to leverage both, both a little bit of sweat equity, but also amplifying that with a little bit of a budget to help them to grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really appreciate that advice. Look, what, what, what people are failing to realize is Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all of those are businesses. And reality is they're in business to make money, to make a profit. And you're going to fall into a multitude of different algorithms. If you add no value to them for them to make money, they're not going to add value to you. And you're just swimming in a red ocean. If you are creating value that will add value to them to the, that so that they can monetize through advertisements or whatever, then they're going to bump you up in the algorithm. So it's about being strategic. It's about being smart. It's about understanding the difference between spending money and investing money and knowing that marketing is an investment. And Jordo, I agree a thousand percent. I tell people all the time, do what you do best and hire the best to do the rest. And if marketing isn't your area of expertise, stay out of it, <laughs> period. Because you will, you're, you'll have better luck roasting marshmallows and making s'mores with your $100 bills than you were donating them to Zuckerberg or, or anyone else. Because if you're, attempting to do your own stuff, you're, you might as well just light your wallet on fire. You really should. So, Jordan, welcome to the signature question of the show. And the signature question of the show is, what does selling without selling mean to you? Mm, I love that question. I very much subscribe to the concept of what other people would call leaning out. Um, and there's a very interesting energetic exchange that you'll feel when you're talking to anyone who's looking to make a buying decision. You're going to feel that the prospect all, almost always is feeling risky and trepidatious. They're feeling like this. I'm not sure if this is right for me or really what's going to happen. Every prospect is going to feel that way. Yeah. And so there's two ways to go about selling. There's the hard nose pressure. It's the Grant Cardone model. It's like lean in. It's like, let's get this done. <laughs> this deal done now, man. Let's go. Let's get this let's go. Let's close this thing. man. like, what do you need? Let's go. And it's, they're not buying the thing. They're buying the moment. They're yeah. buying it. It's often fleeting. That's what leads to chargebacks and refunds and unhappy customers and really crappy clients, honestly, because you draw the wrong people to you mm -hmm. who have unrealistic expectations. And so what I say is do the exact opposite. And then we find that our, our, you can close deals between 50 and 90% of, of your individual sales calls, you know, for example, by doing the exact opposite, which is to lean out mm -hmm. and to, to 
to even say, just by asking the right questions, you know, where are you at right now? If you keep going where you're going right now, where do you think you're going to be in six months from now? Right. Um, what, what do you think that you need in order to get to the next level? If you decide to go with us and, uh, you know, if you decide to do this and buy this or whatever, where will you be in six months? And people get to paint their own picture in their mind of where they're going to be. And you don't have to say, this is going to make you a million dollars. This is going to solve all your problems. Every time you say that you're projecting, you're, you're projecting almost a false sense of hope and security to people yeah. that they probably don't believe anyway. Right. right. But when it comes from them, if I ask you the question, um, you know, with, if you were to do this, or, or if you were to not do this six months from now, where do you think you're going to be? If they're going to, if they say, oh, I've got it all set, everything's going to be good to go. Well, then it's not a sale and you can get off the phone quickly and say, you know, great. It sounds like you have everything that you need. You don't really need us. Keep doing what you're doing. You're going to be headed in the right direction. Right. But that's a prescription that they're making about themselves. Mm-hmm. And, oh, but if, if I say, Hey, if you don't do this, where are you going to be in six months? And they're like, Oh man, there's no way I'm going to be where I need to go. I'm still going to be stuck. I'm still going to be capped and hitting glass ceilings. Then you know for a fact that there's a sincere pain there, and they're very likely looking for help to get those individual results. But again, that didn't come from me telling them what's going to happen to them if they do or don't do this. Yep. The difference is me leaning back, and they lean in with with interest. It's the same way that if you go out to dinner, and uh, you know maybe even try this, but try speaking really, really quietly with Mm -hmm. really elongated pauses. Yeah, and sit back in your chair at this restaurant, especially if it's a big party. Sit back in your chair, and just maybe <laughs> sip your wine or whatever. But you're not there to talk. You're gonna find that everyone keeps like looking over to you, like, "Man, that guy seems really interesting," or "That guy looks really interesting." What, what, what do they have to say? And they're gonna start asking you questions because they're gonna lean in to you because you're so leaned out. And that's this uh, this energetic balance that happens um, where where I think especially in sales is most critical is that if I don't force you into anything, you're never going to regret doing business with me. You're going to be a happier client. You're going to pay your stuff on time because you're the one diagnosing that this is right for you through your own thought process. So selling without selling is very much in my opinion, a, a, a complete switch that we don't have to be high pressure which is, by the way, why most people hate sales is because they feel like they have to be high pressure. They have to shove it down someone's throat. No, do the exact opposite. And you're going to sell twice as much where I don't have to shove this square peg into a round hole. I can just say, Hey, round hole, does this, do you want this or not? (laughs) Makes sense for you. Like, why do you want it? Like, does it work for you? Is this going to help you get where you want to go? Yeah. And, uh, and I think that it's a, it's more of an ethical and integrous move as well. Yeah. You know, you started this entire show off with consumers are smarter. They're, they have access to more information. And reality is over 80% of the people who are standing in front of you with a need, want, and desire have already bought. They just haven't decided from who yet. Mm. And when you show up selling, it's a projection of desperation or, as you said, shoving, right? And if you just serve and really understand how your need, want, and desire fits their product, service, and solution and help move them through that decision-making process and understand how you can help them, they buy. They will never be sold. And it takes uh, an immense amount of self-belief, lack of desperation, and self-worth to be able to come from a position of service instead of sales. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm with you. I think consumers are only going to get continually smarter and it's not about the bully in the room winning. Yeah. I think we're starting to see that the bullies in the room are losing. They are. Absolutely. And honestly, I couldn't be more happy about that because you can't take it with you. And I've seen some big dogs be taken down by unethical and and poor decisions that they're that they're making in business and you know they may be making revenues that are impressive on facebook uh, or whatever that their lifestyle is this picture of perfection but i can tell you that when you don't treat people well when you don't acknowledge the fact that consumers have a lot of power a lot of choice to go with whoever they want 
Yeah. If you don't respect that process, you're going to be left in the dust. Right. So instead, treat people well, because that's something you can carry with you for the yeah. rest of your life. Yeah, I love that. So Jordan, welcome to the random round. I believe that success leaves clues. And I like to ask uh, our expert guests a very specific question so that our listeners can say, you know what? I really love that and want to apply in my life. So um, I have three favorites that I like. And I think the one I really want to ask you is what's your morning routine look like? Mm, it's very unsexy. Um, <laughs> I can tell you there's no cold plunges and early morning gym visits for yep. me. Um, and I've got three boys and nothing matters more to me than spending as many moments with them as I can. I so them. I'll typically wake up around seven ish. Mm -hmm. I'm not really an early riser. Um, I'll go up, make coffee for the family, hang out with the boys for about an hour. I'll typically start with some kind of light work by about nine. I've got meetings from noon till usually one, mm -hmm. um, on light days, I'll end up producing content or working on features for the platform, working with our dev team to ensure that that's all working together. Um, and then, you know, Fridays are a pretty light day where I'll be reading or listening to podcasts or trying to extract and improve myself. So Friday's kind of my self-improvement day. Um, and then the, the weekends are pretty, pretty personal. Just, I don't really do a whole lot of work. Um, and, and honestly, could, could I push harder and for more hours and make two to three to five times more money? Sure. Mm -hmm. Would I sacrifice this moment in time? No, you, you couldn't, you couldn't triple what I'm making right now. And get me to, to, to give up what matters more to me, which is. Totally I love that. So how old are your boys? Six, three, and one. Oh, wow. Yeah, so young, <laughs> young boys and they're amazing and they're high energy. And so it takes two of us to keep, keep. Them <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Sorry. Right, so I'd like to ask you one more question. Sure. What's your favorite book and why? Um, I don't agree with everything that he puts out. So I'll give it this caveat, but Dave Ramsey has a great book called Entre Leadership. Yep. Read it. All about leadership and is incredible. Um, my other favorite book is Money Master the Game Love by it. Tony Robbins. Yep. And those are both incredible long form books. I'd say on the short form, Alex Hormozzi's $100 offer, $100 million offers is astounding. Agreed. And for copywriting, there's this really tiny book, but it's pretty much got everything that you need to learn to be a good copywriter, especially yep. starting out called the 16 word sales letter. Oh, so, I love it. I haven't read that one. Yeah. Entre, so entre leadership money, it's four answers. Sorry. It's not, it's not <laughs> one, but entre leadership for business and leadership and culture, uh, money master the game about personal finance, yep. $100 million offers is about like just selling more stuff. It's the best sales and marketing book I've probably ever read. Yep. And, um, and then uh, the 16 word sales letter is great for copywriting. Awesome. I love that. Thank you, Jordan. I really appreciate you coming on the show. You're a wealth of information and I really hope the listeners grabbed their eye pencil and took a lot of notes. So if our listeners want to find you, follow you, connect with you, reach out to you, how can they do that? Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll typically reserve this for whoever's made it all the way through an episode, but if anyone wants to email me directly, do you need some encouragement? Do you have a question about life or business or marketing, whatever I'm at Jordan at dropfunnels.com, J O R D A N. Um, and we also, if people want to go and try out drop funnels and get into our world, you can go to dropfunnels.com slash sell without selling. And we'll have a special offer for everyone there, either extended trial or we'll give you a free trial, or, um, you'll always be able to book a call with our team. If you're looking to just have some things kind of put together for you again, it's about that delegation and elimination thing. What, what matters most to you? Um, but we'd love to have people in our world. We love surrounding ourselves with, with like-minded and good people. Um, people growing business in the right way and are in it for the long haul. So we're, we're excited about all that. So again, that's dropfunnels.com slash sell without selling. And, uh, and we also have a great Facebook group, which is pretty active and we're always doing free trainings and webinars and cool things in there as well. So a couple different options. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you, Jordan. 
And for our listeners, hey, your success is important to me. And it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you and for you. I'd love for you to do three things right now. First, head over to Facebook, join our Sell Without Selling community. That's head over to Facebook, join our Sell Without Selling community. Second, since you're already there, hop over to Instagram. Follow me at the Stacey O'Burn. That's follow me at the Stacey O'Burn on Instagram. Last, definitely not least, I'd love to chat with you, get feedback on these episodes to find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this show more powerful and helping you achieve the success that you've always dreamed of, desired, know you deserve. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15 minute call on the calendar. And always remember this, choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so you can get on your way so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication, or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.